previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. And because she's um, too proud to do it, I'm going to do it right now. Claire Natola. Episode one. Episode one. Eat it, Garcia. Yes. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. Well, at some point I asked her, I said, uh, Claire, what Chuck and Roxy show were you? I know you're at least top five, maybe top three. <laughs> and she gave me a big smile and she lifted her index finger up. For just a single which one. finger? Wait, That's which it. finger was it? Yeah, it wasn't the salute. Right. Um, <laughs> Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. That's what she said. Tiny, Tiny Chuck. Chuck. Well, first, let's go. <laughs> hey, Littles. Hey, Littles. <laughs> hey, you thought I was dead, but nope. <laughs> I don't know what no, to think. I thought you were up to your <laughs> neck and diapers. Diaper crap. Well, I still am, but I, I, I snuck away during nap time. How for, is so everything? Everything's great. Everything yeah. is going great. She's, can you believe, already nine weeks old. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, she's, like, a lot more alert, smiling, cooing, yeah. like, all the absolutely adorable baby stuff. So, everything, yeah, it's so amazing. Chuck, are those? I had no idea. Are those birds? <laughs> yes, those are birds. Chuck, spring has sprung in Missouri. I don't know about <laughs> where you are. What, where are uh, you? You're on your deck? You had to yeah, sneak I'm away? Yeah, on my deck, of course. It's gorgeous. It's like 65. <laughs> I got like flowering trees. I had to mow today for the first time. Oh. Actually yesterday. But uh, yeah, so things are growing. Birds are chirping. It's a beautiful time to be alive, my <laughs> friend. Oh, yeah. Roxy, I feel like and we need to do a podcast live from drink. Tiny Chuck's deck at some <laughs> I point. I know, that'd be fun. Summer of Littles on my deck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, uh, I better ask the wife first. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Get permission, Chuck. Always get permission. That's right. right before 100 people show up. Yeah, you can't shoot first people. and ask questions later on <laughs> situations like that. 100 people. 100 people. Wow. And another 100 people just got off of the train. Sure. You know what that's from, Chuck? <laughs> Sugarland? <laughs> no, Chuck. No. All right, let's get into the show. We have to open with this. Congratulations, DC Defenders, who clinched the North Division Championship berth. I Chuck, are you watching the XFL? I did just watch the Battle Hawks overtime uh, victory against Las Vegas. Right? What, yesterday? It's Saturday? not terrible. It's yeah. not great, but it's not terrible. But the DC defender, DC finally has it's a football, football team that you can get behind and be proud of. I still can't believe they blew. They should be undefeated right now. They lost to the 0-6 at the time Orlando Yeah, team. Littles, Chuck is really into the XFL. I'm not really. you haven't noticed. On, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just happy for the DC <laughs> people that they have a team now I that they know. can maybe get behind. To be fair, there's only like eight teams, right? I know, but still. <laughs> hey, you got to start somewhere. Chuck, have you, have you seen the beer snake that they do at, in the, at home games? I've seen that in colleges. With Oh, you have? Oh, so yeah. they ripped it off? Are you like throwing the D.C. Defender fans under the bus? Yeah, he is. Yeah, well, it's a good thing to rip off if you're going to rip off something. Right? Yeah, that's yeah, true. It's a good thing. That's true. Let's Absolutely. do that at the Syracuse game. Oh, Syracuse Mets. Oh, yeah. there you go. La Cheeserie Night. Yes. Speaking of, September 5th, right? That's right. Make your reservations now. It's Labor Day weekend, La Cheeserie Night, September 5th. Yes. That's a great segue, Roxy. You're welcome. All right, next. <laughs> it's so coincidental that Tiny Chuck's on the show today uh-huh. because we have to congratulate Tiny Chuck. I mean, it's sort of a tie, but it's sort of a win. Yeah, it's a win in your category. <laughs> it's a major win. It's a major win in your major category. He finally won one of these. He won the Bob Sproul Small Monetary Value, value Pool pool Masters. for the Masters Tournament. Yes. Chuck. So who did you have? You had Rom and you had who? Well, the people that mattered in the end. I had Rom, Spieth, and Jason Day. Right. And other, I had Tiger Woods, who 
Oh, actually made the cut, but then yeah. dropped. Yeah. But yeah. And then um, Cam Smith, who yeah. no, mine, was, mine, he had a terrible. Mine yeah. shit the bed right from the beginning because I had Rory. Yeah. Yeah. That was I had bad. Rory too, but I did have Kepka, and I'm kicking myself because my gut was telling me to pick Rom too. But then I remembered hearing that he was kind of a hothead on the golf course a couple years ago. Yeah. I guess he's not so much of a hothead anymore. And I should have went with my gut and picked him because then maybe I would have pulled. Yeah, maybe. Out. Maybe I would have beat you, Tiny Chuck. Well, speaking of, so all right, so yeah. we did, we got that out of the way. Congratulations, blah blah blah. No, it's his well, first time. He's always wanted to send me. Uh, You've always wanted to win one of these, and you finally won one. I did. So that's what. And, you I'm, tied, and I'm, I'm hoping that Bob will send me like a green jacket or something. Like. <laughs> I don't know Pressure's what, what to expect, Bob. but I can't. I'm, I'm so excited to get something from him. It's like, Bob, Ooh, send him a green poncho or something. <laughs> That'd be They're great. Like, you can put in money, and I was like, forget the money. I want something in the mail. Yeah. Right. He know? wants something. He yeah. wants a prize. A I want prize, my damn prize. Yeah. I love that. All right. Well, <laughs> speaking of all this, we had lots of great comments about our last Meet the Littles guest, Rob Turpin. We heard from Brian Becker, episode 83. He says, a fellow granite slater. Granite stater. Granite stater. <laughs> Say that 10 times fast. <laughs> That's what she said. A fellow granite stater. And yes, Pheasant Lane Mall is still open in Nashua. So I'm very excited to hear that because that was something. But then we heard from one of <laughs> it says signed one of the Moffats. <laughs> it says still haven't finished Thursday's pod. Holy week is a busy week at my church, mm-hmm. but I'm living vicariously through Jolene this week. Now, speaking of, we had Jolene Wojcik on our last episode, episode 40. And for five mediocre minutes, she was at the Masters. So she was gracious enough to take some time out of her like family weekend vacation yeah. to come on the pod. And after the first day or second day, I said to her, I like, so who looks good? She said John Ram. She did. She said, you know, and he was kind of at the top a little bit for the first mm-hmm. day and stuff like mm-hmm. that. She goes, he looks really good. Yeah. I mean, hello. Yeah. Why didn't we go and bet that, Bob? I know. Got to listen to Jolene next time because she's there. <laughs> yeah, she's there. She she's sees the people it. in person yep. reporting back to us. That was really great. So he, Scott, oh, I just blew it. Scott Moffat is the Moffat that this is from. <laughs> but he also signs it 2021 bracket name champion, 2022 bracket name co-champion, 2023 bracket name final four. <laughs> Scott Moffat, wow. episode 77. That's a lot. That's a lot on That's your resume. resume. Mm-hmm. Man, mm-hmm. Didn't, he came up a little short this year, though. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Now, I think he's the one is, uh, no, it was Patrick is the one that won the other portion of Bob's. Yes. It was a Moffat, but yeah. it was the other Moffat. Yep. So anyway, all right. And then we heard from Tim Cree, episode 107. He says, I think the house Rob Turpin is talking about was used on the show Bosch, B-O-S-C-H. Do either of you know what the hell that is? Never heard oh, of it. Oh, yes. You do? I've what is that? All the seasons of Bosch. What is it? It's is it a, he's like a detective crime solver in L.A. It's on uh, Prime, I think, Amazon okay. Prime. Oh, okay. I've never heard of it. No, it's very good. Very good. Okay. You like, you know, that kind of cops and robbers stuff. Nice. Well, we have a couple international. Now, this I don't get. The international national? What? I don't get it. Today is International Louis Louis Day. Huh? International Louis Louis Day is celebrated on Wait, April what? 11th annually. This day commemorates the recording of Louis Louis, which is one of the most recorded songs in rock and roll history. April 11th was chosen because Richard Berry, the composer of Louis Louis, celebrates his birthday <laughs> on the same date. The song has been covered by several bands and received numerous awards. After Take Me Out to the Ball Game in Seattle Mariners games, it was also included in the 500 Greatest Songs of All Time list by Rolling Stones magazine. Huh. Now, this is what I don't get. So it's International Day. Okay. <laughs> but, it's, but it's only national, not international. It's National 8-Track Tape Day. Oh. Now, Roxy, do you even know what that is? Yes, I do. It's fine. Let's keep going. <laughs> 
She's been to a museum before. She's been to a museum before. (laughs) Okay, National 8-Track Tape Day Mm -hmm. is April 11th. It's a great day to bust out your old 8-Track tape and explain to your confused millennials and Gen Zs what it is. You know it was the hottest technology from the mid-1960s to the early 1980s, and you love remembering all the sweet jams you listened to with your 8-Track from that era. Mm. Did you know the 8-Track tape was designed by a jet plane designer? While William Powell Lear is best known for his jet, the Learjet, he also developed a way to create eight channels, tracks of magnetic recording tape. The invention revolutionized music technology and the way we hear our tunes, just for a little while. <laughs> the A-track tape fad really only existed in the United States from the mid-1960s to the late 1980s when the cassette tapes took over. Yeah. Now that makes sense now why it's national and not international. That makes a A-track lot of sense. Day. I guess I should read the article before I make those comments. <laughs> With Lear's new device, the 8-track tape, it was possible to record one continuous loop of tape and wind it into a cartridge without damaging sound quality. The automobile industry was quick to capitalize on the new trend and install 8-track players in their new lines of vehicles. In 1966, Ford offered both factory-installed and dealer-installed 8-track players in its luxury vehicles, and Chrysler and General Motors followed suit by 1967. In 1966, over 65,000 players were sold, and their 8-tracks were becoming an important part of driving in America. See, music inspires the world. I mean, now, (laughs) I grew up, when I grew up, it was already there. Yeah, right. When I knew what music in the car was, we already had a car with an 8-track tape. But we were late to the game, I'm sure. Mm. Because it seems like probably the cell phone. You had to be somebody to have that. Sure, sure. First in the car and stuff like that. But I remember, I remember buying, spending my allowance money on Mm 8-tracks. I do, Mm -hmm. when I was a kid. So anyway, well, where do we go from here? How about it was just Easter weekend. Chuck, how was your Easter? Did you have a good Easter? Yeah, very nice Easter. Did the Easter bunny come? For me? Yeah. No, No, I didn't get anything. We went out to the in-laws. They do a Easter egg hunt every year for the kids. There's like one kid that's like Easter egg hunt age appropriate. And then (laughs) once a couple of years, she'll be the next one. So basically the one kid gets every egg. Right. Nice. You didn't but like, they do like your the, daughter, Chuck? Why didn't you like say, you know, hey, yo? Well, I did take one. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> okay, good. For her. All but right. they're like plastic with um, toys inside, you know? Yeah, of not course. Like, not like real eggs that people die and all that stuff. Right. No, Roxy knows. Roxy was apparently good this year. The Easter Bunny came and visited her. What did you get, Roxy? I got five Easter eggs. Just five. You don't have to tell them how many. And in them, I got the <laughs> cutest, the cutest little packages of mini Albanese gummy bears. Gummy bears. They were miniature. They were so Ooh. tiny and cute. Miniature they gummy the bears. Egg, huh? They were so cute. Yeah. Do you hide them in the apartment or what? They were all over. They were all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. There was one on the record player. The Easter Bunny comes. There was one on a bookshelf. Yeah. They were oh, everywhere. there was one in the bathroom. <laughs> are, you, are you sure you found them all? There's not well, the like bunny one. has to go to the bathroom, I'm too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm okay. pretty sure. We're not positive. We'll see. <laughs> There's always that one that, like, you know. Yeah, right, that you forget somewhere about. Somewhere around October, uh-huh. you find it. Like, Absolutely. oh, crap. <laughs> and then the candy's no good, so you're like, ah. That's well, right. It's all stale. Candy. Yeah. <laughs> if it's the same thing, if it's the mini gummy bears, they are so cute. I oh, didn't yeah. know they make them. Yeah. They're so tiny. All right. Then last but not least, before we get to our great Meet the Littles guest, we have to do some Save the Dates. We got a major announcement. Now, we yeah. had this announcement already, but this came from this is official. The Jerry episode TBD. Yes. We've sent out the invite many times. Hopefully, he'll come on the podcast. 
Maybe he'll even come on to announce this. Jingle Fest returns to the DMV June 24th because you, or some of your weird friends, demanded it. Jingle Fest 8. That's amazing. 8. Jingle Fest 8 is happening. Due to zero hype or promotion, this one is a bit of a secret so far, but hopefully this announcement and Kickstarter campaign changes that. As always, this is a break-even for Lost Enterprise, so your support really <laughs> helps to defray the cost of these events. If you'd like to support the project, please check out the Kickstarter. We will have the link in the show notes. Please help out if you can. That's from Jerry Negrelli, of course. Again, episode TBD. And just so then we go in order, August 5th, Summer of Littles. Go to summeroflittles.com. Don't forget to do that. Make sure you check all that information out there. Let Bob Walsh know if you want to be a host. Yes. All that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Chuck, are you going to be able to do that this year? Yeah, he's going to host on his porch. Oh, on your, on your porch. That's mm-hmm. right. Okay. So we're coming to Chuck's house. Yep. All 100 right. people are coming. Yep. Jingle Fest? No. Uh, no Summer that, of we, we moved on to Summer of Littles, Chuck. We're going in order. Oh. <laughs> and then, Chuck, this is right up your alley. September 5th, La Cheeserie Night, Syracuse Mets. Yes. Yeah. That would be great. You should come up for that. That would be great. Oh, mm-hmm. God. I love Syracuse. So anyway, Chuck, thanks so much. This is great. We're not going to keep you because we know you got some diapers to go change. But one, you told us off air. <laughs> your favorite thing not. so far is when you change the diaper and before you even lift her off the table, you need to change it again. No, that's not my favorite. That's my least favorite. <laughs> so what's your favorite? That's a waste of diaper, favorite. man. Those what's are your, precious. What's your favorite? Let's get sentimental here for a sec. Yeah, what's your favorite thing about being a father? This For those the listeners, oh, the new gosh. listeners, this is Tiny Chuck. He's a, been a co-host. He's a third wheel. Check him out on our website. Information's there. But this is his first time being a father. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, it seems like every day there's something that kind of changes it. But I think I was gone for the weekend. I had a gig down in Arkansas, and I came back. She's and walking. When you, yeah, right. <laughs> crawling. All right, she's crawling. <laughs> she's going to college. Yeah, right. and you missed everything. <laughs> I missed everything. That was a long weekend. Um, but, no, you just pick her up, and then when she kind of makes that recognition of who you are, uh. and you see her in a minute, and just, like, her eyes light up, and Aww. she gets this humongous smile with like no teeth and then she just starts cooing and giggling and it's just like that's living i mean if you can see that and have that in your heart see something like that it's just like melting so it's completely you could be having the worst possible existence and have something like that happen just kind of changes everything wow my little girl pink and white as peaches and cream (laughs) so yeah you know what that's from chuck come on Nothing? Uh, Sugarland? <laughs> Again? It's a soliloquy, Chuck, from Carousel, mm-hmm. just for the record. Look it up. Oh, it's a great Carousel. tune, Chuck. It's a, it's a long tune, but it's great. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, Chuck, thanks again for popping by to give us the update. This has been we great. We love that. We really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, you know, thanks for having me on. It's, it's been to, forever. It's good it's to hear been... you guys all the time, and it's been a minute, so I'm glad yeah. we have to catch up. Yeah, now you actually, I think, listen to the podcast yeah. because you miss us because yeah. it's been so long. But That's right. I get uh, to hear your voices. Well, we appreciate it. We'll we'll do it again soon. We'll try to catch you at a good time on your All deck. Right. Now, well, now that the deck's open, win, I'll be bragging. You have a place to go, you know, <laughs> and stuff like that. So this is great. Right. All right. Well, don't go anywhere, Littles. We'll be right back with me. The This is Dave Spector from Bells Up Winery. While our hosts take a quick break, wouldn't it be a good time to pour yourself a nice glass of Pinot Noir? I mean, Chuck and Roxy are probably enjoying one themselves right now, so why shouldn't you? Okay, now back to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Son, you don't talk like that to your mother. Now a 
apologize Better start respecting her Cause it ain't all about you And the things you want to do Trust me, you don't want to be On the outside looking in Cause in this house Everyone is equal We are being played in this episode by a performer called John Johnson And this song is called In This House Now this was actually sent in by Raul Chazez who wrote the song And if you like what you hear, you can find John Johnson at tunedesigner.com. That's T-U-N-E-D-E-S-I-G-N-E-R.com. Or raulchazez.com, which is R-A-O-U-L-C-H-A-Z-E-Z.com. And as always, we'll play the full song in this house at the end of the podcast. take the place of working hands. And the forces we can't see, we try to comprehend. Still, there are no mysteries for the keeper of the keys. Son, you best make sure you love whomever you're beholding. Cause in this house, everyone. All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And Roxy. Oh, good effort on that, Roxy. Thanks. I tried really hard. (laughs) We have a special one today. We've actually met before. We have. We've been looking very forward to this. Uh So let's just jump right into it. Please welcome to the podcast, Bob Purcell. Hey, Bob, how's it going? Good. How are you guys going? We're good. I almost wanted to jump right in there and say P-U-R-S-E-L-L as I misspelled it, as you said a lot of people do. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I do have a tendency to correct people. Well, is, as you should. It, it is oh, your absolutely. name. But it's kind of a drag to me because, hello, if we just spelled it like it sounds, we wouldn't go wrong. But because it's been right. spelled the other way for so <laughs> many times in my life. At I least. know. Well, Bob, you know what we do here. Like we said, we've actually had the pleasure of meeting you already, yes. but we'll get all into that in a few minutes. Why don't you take okay. a second, introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there. Tell them a little something about yourself. Well, my name is Bob Purcell, as you said, and I have been a fan of Tony Kornheiser actually since 1985, but I think we'll probably get into that in a little bit. And I was born in Red Bank, New Jersey, and grew up in the town next door, Middletown, and down the shore, as we say, in Jersey. So it's in in the heart of Springsteen country. And then I went to uh, Lafayette College in Eastern Pennsylvania. Lafayette is probably the second or third most famous thing behind Larry Holmes and probably the Crayola factory. I was going to say. Mm. Okay. <laughs> and then anyway, and then I made my way down to D.C. and I've kind of been here ever since for the most part. And I work in medical publishing and in mostly sales of late, but marketing before that. Okay. Wow. And what was your major in college? Political science. So not really anything to do with business or medicine, but here I am. And where'd you say you went to college again? Lafayette College. Okay. Now, is that someplace you just always wanted to go because of the Croyola factory or? (laughs) Well, it was enticing, but (laughs) actually uh, Easton was kind of a different place back in the mid eighties. Gotcha. But my dad went there. And so that was a strong attraction. And it was a very good small school and fairly close to home, about an hour and a half drive away. And I just really liked it. And so I 
it was an easy choice for me to go there. Gotcha. I also like yeah. that you pronounce it Lafayette. I know some places they would say Lafette. Lafette. And I'm like, wait, yeah. but you're missing a couple letters in there. But I also think that's an <laughs> East Coast, Midwest. Really? I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. Might Southerners. Be. Yeah, our school is named for General Marquis de Lafayette, who yeah. was a hero of the Revolutionary War. Sure. I mean, I know that from Hamilton. <laughs> right. Oh. Is that the same Lafayette, <laughs> yes. I assumed? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I wasn't sure, though. Yeah. Yep. It is uh, one of my favorite Chuck, characters I, in the show. Yeah, for sure. I, I like them too, naturally. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck, I will tell you, though, that one of the other schools I got into and seriously considered going to was Hartwick. Stop it. No way. You're just trying yeah. to butter me up here. That's a small one. So well, what the hell happened? Well, I, you know, Lafayette, it was, a, it was neck and neck, but I, <laughs> I think my dad would have disowned me if I, if I chose yeah. Hartwick. So. Now, were um, you going to do political science there too? I was just going to ask that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Or history. Those were kind of my two big okay. uh, favorite subjects. What um, got you into that? I don't know. I've always kind of been into politics and history and just growing up. I think, you know, as a lot of people have influences of their teachers, my best teachers in school were in history, both in junior high school and high school. Okay. And so I think those two teachers really influenced me. So Now, this is interesting because uh, I, I have a connection with Easton just because, you know, the state theater there. But then mm-hmm. what is the one? It is the um, the Count Basie Theater where you Red were born, Bank. right? Red Bank? Yes, indeed. Yeah. God, Which I is hated great that place. Uh, <laughs> wow. That was not <laughs> where I was expecting that opinion. to go. <laughs> it sounds nice. It's just it, back in the day. Uh-huh. Now, this might have changed. Well, State Theater, too, is pretty. they have a terrible backstage area? Yeah. Loading dock? Like, there's no like that, bad hotel, orchestra pit, stuff like that. It closes at 8 p.m. Now, I will say the State Theater, though, in East End, they actually had the audience members saw a beautiful space. Uh-huh. Now, I don't remember the Count Basie too much, to be honest. I, I'm not surprised, actually, to hear, hear you say that. I'm kind of visualizing the space be, behind. I sort of know those physical locations. Okay. So, yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah, but I remember because we always liked the one I was excited when we played Easton was when we did Annie because then, of course, all the kids, we all got to go to the Crayola factory mm. and that was like a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And just to see them go through it was a lot of fun. Yep. And uh, it's still there, right? As far as you know? Yes. In fact, there's a try on the circle, I think. Mm-hmm. And there's um, you can take tours and stuff. I've actually never been. I've just I'm driven by it a lot. Oh, so. it's, well, you're a college <laughs> student. Why, you know, you were, yeah. You know. Yeah. Although now yeah, as an adult, I think it could be very interesting. Oh, yeah. You know, to see what it's all about and stuff. And Someday I'm sure I will go. Yeah. And I'm sure it's been updated and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. OK. Now, obviously, you moved around a little bit. But how long have you been down in the D.C. area? I've been down in the DMV, as it's come to be known, really since 1985. There were a couple of years where I I was back up in the New York area in Brooklyn. But other than that, down here and have lived in all three jurisdictions, Maryland, uh, Virginia, and D.C., Never in the 20015, however, but I see. Uh, fairly close by. <laughs> right. Nice. Fairly close by. Well, it's funny. I just uh, recently saw a poll. It was on one of those reels on Facebook or Insta or something, one of those. And it was saying the best places to retire or not retire. And in the top 10 of not to retire was Maryland. <laughs> oh. But the number one place to retire was Virginia. Okay. Yeah. It's very that interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It was strange. interesting only because, in the, and they did. Very much clarified. Now, they take everything, crime, average minimum wage, stuff like all that stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and they compile mm-hmm. it. And it said Virginia just happened to be the most median. Oh, okay. You, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? As opposed to yeah. not a high crime rate, 
but not a high. I, I forget what the other ones were, but it was something like that. Yeah. But anyway, the reason I was asking is, so what's your favorite sport? What's your favorite team? Stuff like that. Well, my favorite sport is baseball. Mm-hmm. And my favorite team is the New York Mets. Um, <laughs> I love it. Okay. Hold love on. it. Hold on. <laughs> I'm thrilled. But that's not where I thought this was going at all. Okay. How did Explain. that happen? Well, it's because I grew up in, in the New York metropolitan area. And my dad was a big baseball fan, although he was more of a Phillies fan because of being from Pennsylvania. But um, That's what I was thinking. Because so isn't Red Bank near read, Philly? No, no. It's much closer. Oh, okay. I got my geography wrong, as usual. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So anyway, so my dad did one really good thing is he bred into me a, an intense dislike of the New York Yankees. Okay. Um, okay. Love it. Digging and, your dad so far. Go ahead. And the Mets happened to... The very early first conscious thing I remember about baseball is the Mets winning the World Series in 1969. Mm. So that had a major influence on my thinking sure. um, and fandom. So anyway, and I, but I also like I like all New York sports teams, even though I've been in D.C. forever. So I like the Giants in football and the Rangers in hockey and uh, the Knicks in basketball. Okay. Wow. So, so interesting. Yeah. Cool. I have a side note story. Okay. So I mentioned this on a recent episode. I can't remember who it was. I think it was Mark Feinstein, actually, where I have a friend that I went to high school with. His son now is playing in the minor leagues for the Yankees. Yep. Okay. So mm-hmm. they're excited. This is a big time of year for them because these guys actually get to be in the locker room with Judge and yeah. Stanton and all these guys. You know, I mean, even though they're probably not going to mm-hmm. make the team. I think sure. he was at the single A Tampa team last year. Mm-hmm. But still, exciting. Yeah. I mean, if I was a dad, I don't even yeah. know what I'd be doing. But his mom, now obviously they're diehard Yankee fans. Now, their son is a pitcher, specifically a, this is how she describes it, if someone gets in trouble in an inning, he'll come in to finish the inning kind of thing. He's not really like a a closer. He's not really a setup man. He's like, I say, in case you have He's a specialist. Right, specialist. Right, that's that's his thing. Now, he's been on the roster three times this spring. (laughs) The last time it was against the Red Sox. And so I just think it's funny because they're kind of rooting for the Red Sox in this point because if the Yankee pitcher gets hit, he's going to come in. Right. You know what I mean? It's kind of funny to think about it that way that (laughs) people who are rooting for a specific team and obviously they're diehard Yankee fans and it's a dream come true for their. Sure. They grew up in upstate New York. His son was a Yankees fan his whole life and now he's playing single A for them. That's just situational rooting. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Inning by inning. Uh Uh-huh. Right. I mean, the whole game, essentially, because it could be at any point in the game. Right. You know, it's not like he's just a closer or, you know, something like that. But uh, also, too, like that special skill that it takes to be able to come in and just get the team out of trouble, even if it's to make one out to get out of the inning like that's and then the, and then you're done yeah like that is a skill that is a definite oh, yeah. skill all right so real quick now we're going to do things a little bit out of order mm-hmm. but you put this on the form and i want to make sure we get to it okay you have the you know we asked what do you want to be talked about you put on there star wars versus star trek Ooh. now that's normally yes. one of in our fun dumb question rapid fire section yeah right, right since you put it down i'm i'm genuinely curious what that has to do with well, so when I was a kid, I was really not into science fiction or as a teenager when Star Wars came out, not really into that. So as you've asked this question time and again to your guests, I've thought, well, for me, the answer would be neither. But my choice really is a, is a show that was really very sort of funny and campy back when, when I was a kid. 
Lost in Space. Oh, I thought you were going to say Battlestar Galactica. Wait, no, this is, I like That's this. Another. This is good. I watched Lost in Space. Granted, they were the reruns, but yes, I watched it. Wow. Okay. Of course I watched it. Oh. So should we be I, adding uh, Battlestar Galactica and Lost in Space sure, to the Sure, why not? Interesting. I vote for that. Okay. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> My best friend Greg and I would watch it all the time, and we would just be in hysterics. Yeah. Because, you know, it'd be the same plot every single show. Dr. Smith would get Will and the robot in trouble, yep. and the three of them would be captured by aliens, and then John and, and Don would have to come and rescue them, yes. along with the, the women on, on the spaceship. Yes. So, but it was hilarious. We loved it, and so it was, I just have been waiting to eagerly tell you my answer. <laughs> and you've been like saying, you got it wrong. You should have these other ones <laughs> exactly. on there. Now, no Battlestar Galactica, though, huh? No, I think that was a little bit too late for me or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah. aware of the show. I don't think I ever watched it. That um, was Twinkie, so. right? Or Twiggy? One, B -B 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 -B, that thing? No that idea. guy? Am I, do I have the wrong show? I don't know. B -D -B -D -D. I'm not, I don't know. I know I'm not thinking of BJ and the Bear. That's a totally different... That's the I one with the monkey. I think that's a different genre. Yeah, yeah, that's a different genre. I like that show too, though. I mean, BJ and the Bear, that was the truck driver with the orangutan, right? Yeah, I think I saw that a couple Not times. Not to be confused yeah, with kind of any which way you can or any which way but loose. Right. Clint Eastwood movies, right. And Chuck, speaking of TV shows that aired in the late 60s and early 70s, I'd have thought thinking about a passion of mine growing up, which was watching tons of TV, especially sitcoms in, back then, and Tony. And I thought, Tony really reminds me of the two characters from my favorite sitcom of all time, The Odd Couple. He, mm. I feel like Tony is a mashup of both Felix and Oscar. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> I wonder if Carol would report on that. <laughs> I mean, that sounds really... Now, did you happen to see the remake of that? The one with Matthew Perry. Yeah, Matthew Perry. Friends. Yeah, yeah. I watched one episode or two, and I, I wasn't too yeah. impressed. Mm -hmm. I mean, nothing can beat Jack Klugman right, and Tony right. Randall. Yeah. Um, or for that matter, Walter Matthau yes. and Jack Lemmon, who were in the film. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. That's interesting. so interesting, though. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, Tony, but I can almost picture that. Yeah. Have fun for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's a sports writer side of Oscar, of right. course. Right. And sort of the New York sensibility and then there's neuroses of Felix. Yeah. Right. So I think the two combined to make Tony Kornheiser. That's actually. really cool. I like that. All right. Well, we'll get to the bottom of that. But let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Roxy. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And Roxy. Chuck. Danger, Will Robinson. I know. Is that what I'm supposed to say? Yes. Is it just one time? Danger, um, Will Robinson. I think or is it danger, say, danger? I think he would then say, like, <laughs> danger, danger sometimes, if I'm I, remembering correctly. I'm getting, I'm getting schooled on this. Yeah. I, I we'll might, watch it. It's definitely campy. I must have seen one episode. Mm -hmm. It isn't like Mars Attacks, is it? Did you ever see that, Bob, Mars Attacks? I don't think so, no. Okay. Um, I know it was a spoof on the B-movies back mm -hmm. in the day. One of the greatest casts ever assembled and it had to be the worst movie I've ever seen. <laughs> so, but enough about that. Uh, let's get into some stuff now. I know you're a Springsteen fan. Uh, you said you're not as hardcore as some people we might know from the big show. Right. But do you want to go into, are you going to see the current concert or have you? 
I'm not, I don't have tickets for any shows on this tour. They, they're kind of hard to get and they're a little pricey. Yeah. So, yeah, but <laughs> I've seen um, 50 shows. So, wow. pretty good number, but that doesn't come close to Sandy or, or Liz. Right. But still, it, it's been quite the ride over the last 30 or 40 years or something like that. I don't know. So, so I'm first in 1984. Wow. Um, nice. To me, that just seems USA amazing. Tour. I can't even fathom seeing, I don't know why I think that because I've probably seen like the Red Sox play, but they're different teams. You know, it's a different, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but I can't even fathom seeing, I've seen Billy Joel twice now. That's Mm -hmm. the highest of any one person. (laughs) Oh, no, I lied. Uh I'm Uh I'm going to take a hit for this one. Uh I've also seen Ario Speedwagon a couple times. There you go. There's a reason for that, but we won't go into that. This is your interview. (laughs) Let's get back to you. So, okay. So, well, what's your favorite spring team song? I'm just curious. Oh, that's a tough one. I think Kitty's Back, which is off the second album. Second album is my favorite. Okay. Or, or also Incident on 57th Street, which is also on the mm. second mm. album. Those are two tracks like that I, early I stuff. just love. Yeah. I do like his early stuff. Gotcha. But I think everything through the album Nebraska is excellent. And then there's, there's a, you know, it's kind of a, a different period where he got into. So. Well, now we never got into your TK fandom. I mean, you mentioned it, but you said, so you've been listening since like mid 80s, you said, right? So when I first came to Washington, I think the very first day that I was here was a Sunday. And I I remember well, because it was the weekend of the Live Aid concert. And uh, (laughs) anyway, so being a big newspaper reader, I went out and got the Washington Post and started reading the Post immediately and soon discovered Tony and... I think from the first column on, I was hooked. I just said, this guy is hilarious. He's a great writer. Early on, he mentioned being from New York. And I was like, yeah, that that all makes sense. And so I was a big reader of his columns. The first thing I would uh, read when I got the post. And then when the sports radio station started down here at WTEM, and I think it was 1992, I was really excited and made a point of trying to listen to the show as much as I could in the pre-internet days and took to listening right away. And then he was also on Andy Poley's pregame show on Sundays. Yeah. So I became a really active or avid listener to his shows. And even as they moved around and, and were sometimes hard to find later on, I managed to find them and carve out the time to listen to them. So, yeah, and, and I started listening to his podcast. It was just a replay of the radio show mm-hmm. in the early days. And uh, that, that was a godsend because I didn't have to schedule. Back in the, in the early 2000s, I got this job where, and he started to be on, on the internet or I'd have a radio in, in my office. And I would deliberately avoid scheduling meetings or avoid meeting with people because I wanted to listen to Tony and people would knock on my door at the office and say, "Uh, can you talk for a minute? I'm like, "Uh, could you come back at noon? Do you think? (laughs) But see, now you don't have to worry about that because you have the podcast. So that's right. Uh, Although I tend to still listen just, I think because it reminds me of my long time fandom. I try to listen to the show as soon as it comes out mm -hmm. and on the computer uh, while I'm working. Right. So it's just, it's like that nice little habit that I, I like to partake in. Sure. So. Now, are you also a PTI watcher as well? I am. 
pretty avid uh, PTI watcher. I started watching it kind of when it came out, and I guess it was right around 9-11. Yeah, um, October, So yeah, month after. Yeah, wow. So that kind of takes me back. There was one thing that really was really meaningful and really sort of cemented my being a fan of the Tony Kornheiser show and Tony in particular, which was when 9-11 occurred, I mean, obviously the whole country was shaken and, and it was a very sad time. And living in Washington was especially, you felt it in Washington as, as you would mm. in New York. And I also being from the New York area. So it was really hit hard for me. And during those couple of weeks in the immediate aftermath, things just didn't feel normal. And Tony took a pause in his radio show for a week or two. Mm -hmm. And by about the end of the second week, I kept saying, I need to hear Tony. Yeah. And I need some other things to just kind of happen again, to, to feel a little bit normal. And I also thought he's going to say something and I know it's going to be good. And he delivered. It was, I wish I had a recording of it because I can't really remember the words that he spoke, mm -hmm. but they were really eloquent, powerful, inspirational. And Tony just has a gift of communicating, whether it's by words or by pen. And he just made me feel like I could laugh again and go on. Yep. And I just, he has a way of expressing humanity. And I think that's a part of him that shows up every now and again on the show. Like when he had Liz and Jeannie on recently, I mm -hmm. think that was a more a kinder, gentler Tony. And then that episode where he interviewed Mitch Album, um, yes. I think it was about a year ago. Yep. And that was, I saved that episode. Yeah. And I haven't gone back and listened to it, but I, I will. And so just going back to 9-11, I think that episode where he came back out on the air after two weeks really was something that I'll always treasure. And I would I would love it if somehow they taped it, but I'm guessing they probably didn't. Yeah, I would love to so. hear that, if that's possible. That's yeah. way before my time, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I totally yeah. get it, though. There's been a couple other chunks from other episodes that I've mm -hmm. saved because of that very reason. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I totally understand what you're saying. It's it's truly remarkable. Yeah. And I also want to say that you guys, you know, you're in your own way, you're building that human connection and really have done an amazing job in building the community of littles and i'm um thrilled to be a little part of it so oh thank you yeah we, we couldn't do it without all of you yeah so. i mean you're the ones yeah. that i mean we're just here to kind of facilitate it but right, yeah no right. i mean we did that with mark yeah. and we loved those emails that he was getting and then the next time he brought mark on the podcast they didn't even talk about baseball and yeah. we kind of we kind of felt that connection with arch too uh -huh. when we had arch campbell on recently it's always fun to have oh, these bags on I love, I love Arch. I happened to meet him a couple of times. Well, I didn't really meet him as much as have a couple of fun incidents where I had a little encounter with him. Oh, um, really? So, yeah. And so he was working in my building in Arlington when he was working for Channel 7. And I would see people with the station here and there. And one day, and this was not too long after Arch was on the big show and talked about the movie the Kraken and Arch hated the Kraken, yeah. but he loved the phrase release the Kraken, which he would say with his big booming voice. And he said it over and over on the show. And I just cracked up as I listened to it. And then lo and behold, about two weeks later, I'm walking through the 
corridor of the building that I'm in on the way out and in walks Arch Campbell. And now he's about 25 yards away from me. And it just, it went into my head. And so I got closer, went right up to him and I looked him straight in the eye and I go, release the Kraken. And he looks at me and he goes, release the Kraken. And we just, oh, that's <laughs> amazing. That's like affirmation baby, right? I know, right? That's got to be your oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was about 10, 12 years ago. Whenever that occurred, whenever yeah. that movie came out. And then recently, about a month and a half ago, I was without a car for a little bit, about uh, three weeks. And I had to take the bus over to my doctor's, which is not far from Columbia Country Club. Mm. And I was crossing this busy road, East-West Highway down here and towards Columbia. And I was literally, it was a Monday afternoon. And I, the thought occurred to me, oh, I wonder if Mr. Tony's at the club today. <laughs> and then I said, wow, don't be ridiculous. It's not even a nice day. And it's a Monday and so on and so forth. And there was a bus that was about to turn into the lane and kind of turned into the lane as I stepped safely onto the sidewalk. And I sort of saw this bigger, older gentleman standing there. And all of a sudden I hear, whoa, you almost got hit by a bus. And I go, well, not really. And then I look at him, I go, oh, and you're Arch Campbell. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, I was worried about you. And I was like, well, thanks, Arch, but I, I was okay. Oh um, and, then he, and I'm carrying a book. And then Arch looks at my book and he goes, what's that you're reading? And I showed him the book and this will make me sound like a nerd because it's a book sort of out of my wheelhouse on, on genetics. And so I showed him the book and he was really interested in the book that I was reading. And then our little encounter became about me telling him about the book, and the author of the book. And it was just a really nice little encounter. Did you not say I release the Kraken way. again? <laughs> I didn't. I forgot. Oh, my gosh. That could have been like your own private lecheserie with him. Oh. I know. Yeah. I know. Wow. I know. Oh, well. Well, next time. Next time. So, next time. That is so yeah. sweet, Next though. time I bump into him. Yeah, yes. right. Yes. <laughs> That'd be great. Well, Bob, we can't thank you enough for coming on to Meet the Littles and telling these great stories. That's fantastic. It almost sounds like we should have had well, you on the you. five for five mediocre minutes the episode we had with Arch. Right. That would have been great, had we known. <laughs> that, would, that would have been great. Well, listen, as you also know, we are the Loyal Littles Podcast, and we can't let you go without some fun, dumb questions. We hope that's okay. Actually, we don't care. Absolutely. But, okay, all right, here we go. Absolutely. What's first, Rock? All right, if you could time travel, where or when would you go? I think I would travel back to the 50 years or so before I was born, so maybe in the... 1920s Ooh. and 30s so that I could watch well, one of the things I'd want to do is watch Babe Ruth play baseball yeah. um, and make sure that everything actually happened in color instead of black and white. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's That'd a good, good answer. Well, and since you brought up Arch so much, I'm genuinely curious. What's the one movie you love so much that you know you will be best friends with another person just by them loving it as well? Well, this will resonate, I think, with the littles. It would have to be The Godfather. Oh. So, um, so like the biggest of the have big, to watch it now, uh, isn't she? One. <laughs> I think she, she has to watch it. Okay. Okay. That's fair. All right. We'll add it to the list. No, we won't. She's <laughs> never going to watch that. She won't even watch Creed with me, for Pete's sakes. I'd probably watch The Godfather well, she... before I watch Creed. What? Maybe. No, trust me. I, I'll even make sure I what? figure that one out. Because, no, there's, 
trust me, the Godfather is going to be much worse. More violent? Yes, yes. Equally now, violent? What about, <laughs> well, the, you have to look at the Godfather, though, as film about family. Right. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Think about it that way. Okay. Well, I've also uh, told her, I said, look, I'll tell you when to look away. You know, because I think there's so much other great things in the movie. It's kind of like seven. I'm not comparing. Wait, wait, before I get the emails, I'm not comparing seven to The Godfather. I'm just saying seven's another one that I think is a really good movie where there's just like certain little five second moments where you just need to turn away. Because even there's some in that that gross me out. Yeah. Some little moments. But other than that, I think. My gosh, Morgan Freeman, Brad. I mean, it's just a great cast, great, great movie. I, I, think. W- I was told once to when I'm watching a violent scene in a movie to just imagine like the blood is actually ketchup and it never worked for me. Mm-hmm. OK, so I don't know. We'll see. I would also encourage you to look at The Godfather as just an exquisite act of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, absolutely. Cinematography yeah, and everything. Sure. Yeah, I'm surprised. I always said when they started this whole nonsense, which I can't complain because I started it, I feel like, in my head, but I'll explain that at another time. But the making the movies and the musicals, I'm surprised Godfather wasn't on that list. And someone, maybe it isn't, who knows? Maybe someone is out there developing it, a stage show for it. But uh, they did do a Bronx Tale, you know, which yeah. I thought was interesting, mm-hmm. but we'll leave it at that. It's not quite the same movie, but close, kind of. All right, Roxy, what's next? If you could only eat three foods for the rest of your life, what would they be? Wow. This is a hard one. I would say steak. Mm-hmm. Some form of seafood, probably probably crabs. There's nothing like picking up hard shell crabs, <laughs> uh, which I've grown to be <laughs> fond of uh, living down here in D.C. And I would say some, probably some kind of fruit, like a, a, a nice juicy orange. That sounds like a very, very well, well balanced. balanced. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> That's taking the question to another level. Uh-huh. That's interesting. Wow. Great. All right. And I'm going to mix this one up a little bit. So cut them some slack here. But if you hosted Saturday Night Live, besides Bruce Springsteen, who would you like to introduce as your musical guest? I've thought about this a lot. Oh. And as an homage to the early days of Saturday Night Live, when Lauren Michaels offered them $10,000 to appear, it would be the Beatles. Okay. Mm. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. All right, let's end with some rapid fire. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Smooth. Yes. All right, last one, Roxy. Uranus jokes, not funny or never not funny? Never not funny. Excellent. All right. Well, Bob, thanks again for coming on to Meet the Littles. We really appreciate the time. Plug anything you have to plug or tell everyone how they can get in touch with you if you want to be gotten in touch with. I am on Facebook and I'm also on Instagram. And if you spell my name the the way we talked about it at the beginning, uh, (laughs) you'll probably find. All right. Well, we'll also include that in the episode notes for you as well. All right. Well, thanks again for coming on to Meet the Littles. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Definitely over. All right. Definitely. Okay. All right, Bob. Well, thanks again for coming on to Meet the Littles. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. It was a blast, Chuck and Roxy. All right. All you loyal listeners. We'll be right back. This is Brad Rice, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Lloyd Littles podcast. And thank you, Bob, for coming on to meet the Littles. Roxy, I don't know what's more fun. The ones where we've met them before they come on the podcast or the ones that we have no idea. I think they're all fun. Well, of course they're all fun. (laughs) Wait, wait, we'll bond that question. (laughs) Holy cow. 
No, but seriously, because, you know, like I said, we had had a fun time meeting him and yeah. kind of feeling he didn't even know what the podcast was about. No. Really, he'd heard of it. But I feel like sometimes when they meet us in person, because we're so personable. I mean, I mean what's not to like, not right? not love Chuck and Roxy? <laughs> and they want to come on the podcast. Right. And here we are. So, here we are. I don't know. It was a good time. So thanks, Bob, for coming on. That's really great. We should also start keeping track, I'm wondering, of the same names. Because that's, how many Bobs is that now? And then... I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that Quite we've had. Quite a few. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. Maybe that could be a fun game at Ooh. some point. Then they can start recruiting their own <laughs> named people so they can hold the title. Okay. And then they do the work for us. That would be great. How great would that be? That okay. would be great. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Roxy, before we get to the emails, we haven't done this in a long time. On this date. Ooh. I so love So today these. is April 11th. Yep. Historically, 1921. First live sporting event is broadcast on the radio. Ooh. It was broadcast from KDKA in Pittsburgh, and it was a boxing match between <laughs> Johnny Ray and Johnny Dundee. Oh, and uh, Johnny Johnny. Well, I like Dundee. I don't know why. I just like that name. <laughs> like a Dundee, like the yes. office, the Dundee. Well, I was thinking Crocodile Dundee at first, but <laughs> this boxing match took place, and it was four months before the first MLB game is broadcast oh. on the radio from the same radio network. So I thought that was interesting. And on this day in 1970, any guesses? Way before your time, but... No idea. Big movie starring Tom Hanks about it. Big? (laughs) (laughs) Technically, I guess that's a great guess, considering I said it was big. Um, Apollo 13 was what we were looking for, Roxy. Anyway, now I know you already know this Wait, one. Wait, Apollo 13 happened or the movie was made? No, not the movie. The movie. No, no, no. It actually <laughs> happened. <laughs> Apollo 13 launches to the moon. Okay. Oh. I actually, I've Littles seen that. Help me here. I've seen Littles that movie a lot, actually. Um, I don't think I've ever seen it. Are you serious? I don't think I've ever seen that movie. We should watch that. I've seen Put it, it on the list. I've Top seen, of the list. I've seen it. I've seen parts, yeah. but you know, it's one of those when it's on, I'll yeah. kind of... Ch- no, my dad used to watch it every time. Um, not every time, but it was always on the TV yeah, a lot. Right, right, right. They showed yeah, it a lot. Totally. It's, a, it's gripping. Oh, no, I heard it was a great movie. It's a yeah. gripping movie. A gripping movie, mm-hmm. excuse me. Not like Lethal mm-hmm. Weapon? Okay. <laughs> Littles. Come on. <laughs> I mean, it's a Christmas movie, right? It's oh, The no. opening credits are Jingle Bell Rock. No. That was how I put it to her. Oh. We tried to watch. She lasted like two minutes, and I I can't wait to rewatch them. That's all I'm going to say. But, okay. Then, in 1988, Cher wins Best Actress Oscar for Moonstruck. I love You've seen that. I love that movie. I've only seen that a couple times, but it's good. Nicolas Cage, right? Yeah. 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 She slaps him, and he picks her up, and she says, where are you taking me? To the bedroom. (laughs) And then she's like, okay. Where where are they going, Roxy? Where are they going? Roxy can't keep it together here. Okay, then I I thought this was interesting. We're going to go back a little bit. 1961, Bob Dylan plays his first major gig in New York City. Now, there's a reason why I bring this up. Mm -hmm. It says, who knows how many other young men arrived in New York City in the winter of 1961 looking like James Dean and talking like Jack Kerouac. 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 (laughs) Now, that brought up, that came up again. It did. From the last episode. Yeah. Now, we're going to get to an email in a few seconds. It would have been difficult to pick Bob Dylan out of the crowd at first, considering how much he had in common with the other Bohemian kids kicking around Greenwich Village. Artistic ambition? Check. Antipathy towards mainstream culture? Yes. A desire to put his middle-class identity behind him? Definitely. But the singular creative vision that would separate Dylan from the rest of his many peers and change the face of popular music wasn't really in evidence yet. 
What Bob Dylan did have, though, in addition to his guitar and harmonica, was a unique stage presence and a vast library of American folk songs in his repertoire. Mm. On April 11, 1961, he got the first real chance to put those on display with his first major gig in New York City, opening for bluesman John Lee Hooker at, I think it's Gertie's Folk City, is mm. what it was called. Yeah. Now, I did not know this. Going back to this Jack Kerouac, is that how you say it? Sure. Well, how do you say it? Kerouac. Kerouac. That's what I said. I okay. so. Tiny Chuck, I, f- I should have brought this up in the first part, but he wrote in. He's like, oh my God, you don't know who Jack Kerouac is? His book, On the Road, changed my life. Huh. Now, I've That's m- such a coincidence. It's that crazy. on this day, and we got an email. And we brought it up last episode. Right. I don't remember what we what referenced it last episode, but Beats yeah. Beats me. But you know what, Roxy? I already looked. You know where I can get a discount on that book? Aaron'sBooks.com. It's there. Use the code use LLPOD. The, use the code. Put it in the comment section. You can get a discount if you want to get the book on the road. Yeah. Cool. Jack Kerouac. Sure. I don't know if I'm saying I think it right, that's right. So, yeah. So, I don't know. We haven't done that in a while. I thought that was interesting. On this day in history. Yeah. April 11th. Yeah. All right, Roxy. Well, let's get to the email before we get out of here. This is from Kristen LeBlanc, episode 176. He says, from a man named Kristen. So Roxy likes smooth peanut butter, but now I find out she likes to put chips in her (laughs) peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That seems like someone that would like crunchy peanut butter. No, it's different. I'm not finished. (laughs) Oh, sorry. He then says, that's a win for Chuck. (laughs) Trying to take my win away. (laughs) It's a different kind of crunch. It's a crunchier crunch. Okay. Now I feel like I'm in a Dr. Seuss book. Yeah, really. Okay. <laughs> Say that 10 times fast. Crunchy, crunch, crunchy, crunch. crunch okay. Crunch. Now we love it also when people are catching up mm-hmm. and they clearly are catching up when we get emails about episodes from like three episodes ago. <laughs> we heard from Rupesh Sharma, episode 48. Hi, Rup. Hey, Chuck. Thought you could use a lesson on how to count to three in Spanish. Uno, dos, tres. <laughs> now, wait a minute, Roxy. Can't you start laughing? Okay. Here's the thing. We caught that. We did. did. I just didn't have time to go back and edit it out. But on the other hand, it's spelled D-O-S, right? Dos. 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 I know. Dos would be D-O-S-S. No, it wouldn't. No, no, no. Why not? No. The computer, remember the (laughs) littles, help me out here. In the IBM world, we used to have to learn Dos. It was called Dos, and it was spelled the same. I know. I I should have known better. I knew what the I reference was. That it was in uno like first dos grade. tres. I uno get dos tres. It. Yeah, I get yeah. that. I, I just I can't roll my R's, little sorry. I read that it trace quick. Was terrible. Tres. Tres. Oh, I can't tres. roll my R's either. Yeah. Uno dos anyway, tres. Thanks for the uh, cleanup on aisle, Chuck. About four <laughs> weeks late. Group. We appreciate it though. Speaking of cleanup on aisle, Chuck. <laughs> This one's not so much clean up on aisle Chuck. It's more like clean up on aisle Mo. Oh. Okay. You know, everyone nailed me on the Daniel David Stern thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he wrote in, he said, totally my bad on Daniel Stern. Reset the board to zero. <laughs> but yes, he did go to my high school, even if I got his name wrong. <laughs> so thank you. It's nice when people come clean like that. That's great. You know? That's great. I'm just, Takes the heat off of you a well, little bit. Well, sort of. I mean, I should have caught it, but I just read the email. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Hey, you know, hey. We don't check your work. <laughs> well, we try sometimes, but it doesn't always happen. No. All right. Then we heard from You Know Who. Choxy, episode 221 at the 55-minute mark. Quote, your package makes me feel prosperous. <laughs> That's what she said. That's what he put. That's what she said. Okay. Now, and then he I writes. I can't catch all of them. He writes, episode 178, A-B-T-A-H-S. We will not do better the next time. 
Okay, he's not the only one. We heard from Brian Kissel, episode 173. Hey, kids, another missed opportunity within Arch Campbell's email. One of you can read it and the other can respond or just use the Michael Scott drop. Here it goes. <laughs> Quote, your package makes me feel prosperous. <laughs> That's okay, first said. of all, show some respect. It's Arch Campbell for Pete's sakes, okay? Uh-huh. Now, also... We're trying, this is a family podcast, or at least we like to, I mean, we have the adult stamp on it, but we like to think maybe some of the kids are listening in the back seat. We don't know. Right. And as just recently stated by me, <laughs> oh, I can't catch them all. Yeah, that's true, but. I can try, but. I, I also don't want to turn this into the, that's what she said. Podcast. You, you know, right. <laughs> Roxy gets dirty podcast here. No. Well, you're the one that's it's, catching. Yeah. It's the, that's what she said podcast. And in today's world, shouldn't it be, that's what they said it doesn't matter. I mean, any of them, <laughs> any of them works. Any of them that's works. That's what he said. That's what they said. Mm-hmm. Okay, just checking. All right. Then we hear from Greg Sharmita, episode 154. I don't know if anyone mentioned this, but the show you were talking about was Guess My Line. Now, this is referring to when Rob was trying to, we were trying to figure out a way to d- disguise Claire at first and then right. reveal it. But I don't know because I think, honestly, Greg, I was thinking of to tell the truth. Oh. Now, I guess my line, I think, was the one that was another one similar. Mm-hmm. But I guess, yeah, that's where you guess the person. What I was guessing is you have to guess who does this occupation, I think. Yeah. They just did a remake of that they show. Did. I didn't love it. Except it was, what's his name from, um, I can't think of his name. He, he used to be on like Law & Order, I think, and stuff like that. He had another sitcom. But his mom was on the show, yeah. which I always love that. I know. She was fun. Love that. She was that really happened. fun. So, All right, Roxy, real quick. We have to get out of here. Last one. And I okay. thought this was really sweet. It says, hi, Roxy and Chuck. Hey. Just wanted you to know that Reginald the Monkey <laughs> is moving to Delaware. Oh. In case you have forgotten, I won the Reginald crocheted monkey Roxy made. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like the one on the PTI set. Yeah. Yep. I think he won the first one, though. Yeah, he got the first one. He got yep, the first he one. He definitely did. After meeting Jason Cam Cameron this week on your show and hearing about his daughter's story on the big show, I thought it was only fitting she have the Reginald the monkey. Aww. So this morning, he left for his new home in Delaware and a new family. He will be missed, and I will keep his spot on my bookcase empty. Have a great day. Lachiserie, John Miller. And then I put all in caps, in parentheses, episode TBD. Yes. Okay, now we're still waiting for Miss Babish. Right. Because as soon as she comes on, he's, he's in. He's in. Mm-hmm. He said that's a guarantee. If I that can, is we can very get her, sweet. Yeah, that is really sweet. That's really sweet. And we're happy to know Reginald the monkey <laughs> is in good hands. Roxy, when are you going to finish the other one? You, you've, you've had one in the works for like a year. A year, probably. I know. I, <laughs> you I don't mean, take I still, that one, but she's I busy. I still have yarn left over. I could probably get one, maybe two more out of it. Well, we have to send one to Tony, I think. We do. I really think that's a, a must. Yeah. You know, we'll put some gummy bears, gummy worms, whatever he mm-hmm. wants in there and mm-hmm. uh, send him that. Maybe it'll be on his little shelf. Maybe. You know, with his in master stuff in the basement. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be fun. So anyway, Roxy, that's all the time we have, okay. sadly. But real quick, thank you, Bob Purcell, for coming on to Meet the Littles. That was excellent. Thank you, Tiny Chuck, for popping on. I know. That so was great really to talk sweet. To him. Got a good update. It's been yeah, forever. I know. We've It's been forever for a lot of the third wheels. Yeah. Uh, every time I reach out to Simon, uh, he's never around or I we talk for like 30 seconds and then he's gone again, it feels like. Ritz is around, though. We'll get him back yeah. on and Sydney as well. Yeah. So. But uh, in the meantime, Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. Go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. Everything you need is right there. And don't forget to hit all our other stuff. We really appreciate Twitter, 
Insta, all that stuff. Follow us there. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, if you do listen to us on iTunes and Apple Music, please give us a nice rate and review. Those do really matter. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to go to summeroflittles.com and make sure you get all the information there for Summer of Littles. Most importantly, don't forget about the Kickstarter for Jingle Fest. That link will be in our show notes. If you can help out, please do. And hopefully we'll get all that information up soon for all you locals and people coming from out of town. Yeah. I mean, last year, I think it was probably Anita. Was that who won? The furthest. The furthest away? I think so. From Alaska. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. I know. We had one. uh, Didn't Mr. Edwards come from Canada? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yes. But I think we figured out mileage-wise, Anchorage was a lot further. A lot further. So that's amazing. But uh, yeah, make sure you check all that. Don't forget, if you want to get Mr. Kerouac, is that how you say? Jack Kerouac's book mm-hmm. that uh, Tiny Chuck recommended. It's called On the Road. Yes. He said, he, he mind blown. Yep. He was like, great book. Don't forget, you can go to aaronsbooks.com. And in the comments, Roxy, what do they put? LL Pod. The most important part about all of this, Littles, is... Don't forget to use the code, people. Bye. Release the Kraken. (laughs) Son, you don't talk like that to your mother. Now apologize. Better start respecting her. Cause it ain't all and the things you want to do Trust me, you don't want to be On the outside looking in Cause in this house Everyone is equal But on the street You're just a dog without a bone In this house Take the place of working hands And the forces we can't see We try to comprehend Still there are no mysteries For the keeper of the keys Son, you best make sure you love Whomever you're beholding Just a dog without a bone In this house We rally around each other On the street you will most likely stand Alone Now it's my hope You won't find out Find yourself lost along life's highway
podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Uno, dos, tres. Oh, yeah.